On today's podcast, I'm going to share with you some ideas so that when it comes to 2021, which isn't far away, it will be the year that your presentations become really awesome. You're listening to the Better Presentations More Sales podcast with Trevor Lee. Tune in each week for top tips and ideas to deliver in-person and online presentations, demos, sales pitches and webinars that will help grow your sales. And now, here's your host, Trevor Lee. Welcome everybody, this is episode 143 of Better Presentations, More Sales. My name is Trevor Lee, great to have you back on the show, thank you very much for listening. Now, on today's show, I'm going to share with you some ideas to make your presentations in 2021 really stand out. But before that, I just got a couple of little shout outs, little reminders. This podcast is going out on December the 14th and I've got a webinar on the 16th of December. So if you're listening to this almost in real time, (laughs) then uh, in the show notes, there's a link to the webinar. The webinar is around the best tips and ideas that have been shared by the wonderful guests that have been on the podcast this year. So I'm going to pick on around 10 of them and their top tip for the year, put it all into a 45-minute action-packed webinar. It's at 3.30 GMT this Wednesday, the 16th of December. So if you're listening to this on Countback, I'm afraid you will have missed that. But not to worry, there will be other webinars coming your way soon. And don't forget, you know, we're talking about presentations. If you need any presentation help, then do get in touch. You can find all the information you need about me and what I can offer you, trevorleemedia.co.uk. And I'm very excited because I'm working on an online presentation course for 2021. I say I've been working on it, I've been working on it for (laughs) ages, months, (laughs) but I'm hoping it will be really great. So um, yeah, I'm going to be launching that in 2021 and may well have a special offer for uh, for you if you listen to the podcast to enable you to access it for a little bit less than normal price as a a thank you for, for, you know, for listening to the podcast. In return, I will want you, though, to do a review for me on the podcast. So if you go to your podcast app, it's very easy to do a review. Just look under Shows. That's the best way of doing it. And then find this show. And then you scroll down and you'll see things like episodes you've listened to or not listened to. And then somewhere in there, there will be a chance to place a review. So if you want to do that, click the stars that you think it's worth. Hopefully it will be five. And then just put a few words in there about what you think of the show. That would be great because, you know, uh, at some point, it's, it's sometimes you don't get any feedback about your podcast and you wonder actually if it's, if any, you know, if you know people are listening, but are they getting full value for the content? Do they enjoy it? So the review is the best way of doing that. And then it also helps other people find the podcast as well. So, and that's great because then I can keep growing the audience and keep the motivation to keep it going and keep sharing with you some great guests, some great tips and ideas. Right. Let's get on to concentrate on this thing about turning your presentations next year into being, well, awesome ones, or at least standout ones. Because, you know, when you think about it, when we started this year, if I had said to you, beginning of 2020, tell me about a presentation, what does that mean to you? And for most people, they would think, uh, oh, yeah, I'm speaking at an event, whether that's a big global event or a local networking event or something like that. Um, they, They would say that's a presentation. 
they might say, yeah, I do a presentation when I go and see a client and, uh, yeah, whip out my laptop and share a few slides with them. Yeah, that's a presentation. And I might, I might do that in a, in a kind of, if I was going to, you know, pitch an idea to them or something like that. Um, what else might a presentation be back in the day, you know, a year ago? Well, also probably when you round up your team and, you know, put them in your conference room and you want to share your, you know, your business plan maybe or your, you know, your thoughts and ideas going forward. Then, you know, that's kind of viewed as a presentation as well, isn't it? You know, you'd whip up a few slides on your screen and uh, all that sort of stuff and, uh yeah, and I suppose you, you well, you might visit a prospective client if you're, if you're selling a product in particular, and you might say, well, I did a demo, which is actually a sort of presentation in its sense. So, you know, so I think presentations, you know, a year ago, we would have thought of them as being quite one-dimensional to a degree. But hey, the world's changed, hasn't it? And now we're doing all sorts of presentations in all sorts of different ways. So what's happened? Well, we've all gone virtual, or we've largely gone virtual, haven't we? Now, no doubt some of you listening to this are part virtual, part in person. Some of you are all virtual and thinking that that's the way it's going to go in 2021. But either way, we're now presenting in a very different way that we used to, aren't we? Because literally every time we log on and we've got some sort of virtual call going on, that in a sense is a presentation. We're sharing screens and and as we get more used to virtual presenting or virtual meetings, we get better at the technology, we get a bit better at using things like the shared screen, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, we are presenting, aren't we? We're doing client meetings, that's a presentation. Internal meetings, that's kind of been a presentation. You know, sales pitches online, people, you know, when this all first started, people say, oh, there's no way I can do a virtual sales pitch. It's never the same as being in front of somebody. And now... Hey, yeah, we're doing it. A friend of mine is a, a university lecturer, and he told me only recently, you know, he loves standing in front of people, but he's had to do virtual lectures, and he's suddenly twigged onto the idea that he's really enjoying them, and he's getting great feedback. Uh, yeah, so we are having to adapt and change. We're even thinking about doing our own webinars. You know, I've started doing my own webinars. Have you Have you done your own webinars? It's a great way of interacting with people. I mentioned the one earlier that's coming up uh, this this Wednesday, the 16th of December, if you're, if you're listening right, you know, as, the, as soon as this podcast comes out. So the question for 2021 I want to ask you is this, is do you want to, in terms of the way you present, do you want to just continue to run with the pack, so to speak, and be, yeah, you're an okay presenter. Yeah, you're okay, you know, and uh, yeah, you make a few mistakes and, you know, and but, you, you know, you're no worse than anybody else. Or do you want to really take this opportunity to be a standout presenter? Someone who could potentially be regarded as ultimately an awesome presenter. So what is it you want to go? Because here's a chance to exit the podcast very early. Because if you want to just be an ordinary presenter, someone who turns up occasionally, gets the job done, you don't really enjoy it, you don't want to do it, you don't look forward to it, but you know you've got to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, sometimes you get lucky and you get something out of it. So if that's you, then, you know, switch off now, go and listen to something else because, you know, this, the rest of this won't be of any use to you because the rest of it, I'm going to share six ideas, simple ideas, but six ideas that will transform your presenting. And it will rise you above the pack. And the pack is a very big pack. And there's lots of, you know, variations within the pack. But it doesn't take a lot, actually, to move ahead of the pack. 
Because in my opinion, and you know, I'm not being disrespectful here, hopefully, but in my opinion, the pack is not at a very high level when it comes to presentations. So you don't have to be very much better than the pack to really stand out from them. Right, so you want to carry on? Do you want me to share these with you? Okay, I'm looking for virtual nods here. (laughs) Right, come on then. If you're still with me, here are the six things. And I'll put all these in the show notes, by the way. But if you want to jot them down, jot them down. But you'll find the show notes. And don't forget, my podcasts are all on the, if you, you know, you'll find your show notes with the usual podcast app or the show notes will be on the Trevor Lee Media website page, which is called Podcasts. Right, here they go. Right, and these are not really in any particular order, I don't think, because uh, it was hard to say this is number one and that's number six. So just just follow it through with me and see see how we go with this, all right? Right, number one. Ah. <laughs> Why did I say that? Well, I know what's coming up. Okay, number one is probably the one, the one that will that will stand you out because I'm going to suggest you keep the words off your slides, okay? The vast, vast, vast majority of people, when they do any sort of presentation, want to put tons of words on their slides. And then, of course, ooh, occasionally they'll start reading them all to you as though, well, you can't read them. Oh, it's just such a ball ache, isn't it, of in all these words. Why do we do it? Why do we do it? All it does is encourage our audience to think, oh, no, here's another dose of death by a PowerPoint coming my way. Ah, oh, blimey. So don't put words on your slides in any great number. So here's a challenge for you for 2021. Now, this is going to be a tester if you do put words on your slides. So I'm saying maximum number of words on a slide. What am I going to say? Six, maybe seven. At an absolute push, I might give you 10, but I wouldn't be comfortable. Okay. if you can do it in one or two, then you really are heading towards awesome presenter. Because words should be a prompt, not a script. And I have to work really hard with lots of people to make them understand that. But when you're in the audience and you see a great image or a great graphic, just one or two words to go with it, it enhances your experience of that presentation. Also, don't worry too much about the number of slides you have. Everybody thinks, oh, you've got too many slides. I've done lots of research on this, (laughs) mainly through when I've been delivering presentation training courses. And I usually get to a certain point, you know, and I'll say to the audience, we'll we'll be talking about death by PowerPoint. That's the point. And it'll be, you know, 20 minutes in, 25 minutes in, whatever it might be. And I'll say to them, okay, to prove a point, I want you to tell me how many slides I've used today so far. And, you know, this is a point where most people will say, oh, uh, 18, 20. 23, and they're all, the guesses are all usually around there. And by that point, and then I say, actually, it's 68. And that's how often it happens. And they they go, what, 68? You're joking. No, no, you know, I can show you if you like. So it's not the number of slides. It's what what you put on the slides that causes death by PowerPoint. So that's that. Oh, and if you're really brave then drop the old company template from all your slides. Well, you can have it on the first one. I'll give you that, the first one, maybe the last one, but not the ones in the middle. I don't need to know that you're still the same company you were on slide 13 as you are on slide 14. And it just takes up space and it adds to the congestion of your slide and it makes it, you know, you're just helping death by PowerPoint along the way even. So be brave. 
refuse the marketing template, okay? Don't use it. And if you're a marketeer listening to this, don't have a bloody template you put on every slide and then send it to your sales guys, all right? They don't want it or your CEO or anything like that. Right, that's number one. Right, whoa, cracky. Right, I better crack on here. Number two, use your voice, okay? Wow, because when you're doing virtual presentations, yeah, people can see you, but only small. But the one thing that they are interacting with is your voice. So if you're going to deliver your presentation all the way through in the same voice... You get the point. That was a pause. That's a great way of using your voice. You can talk really slowly to emphasize a key point, particularly at the beginning. So when you start your virtual presentation or demo or sales pitch or whatever, and of course you can use all these tips when you're delivering it in person. Don't forget that as well. They work just as well. In fact, you know, they are they're equally ideal. Start slowly. If you rush off with your voice too quick at the beginning, people won't keep up with you and then they'll be struggling. So you've got to, it's a bit like running running a race. You've got to start relatively slowly and build up the speed and take the audience with you. All right, but use your voice and practice using your voice as well. That's number two. And your voice will help you be engaging with your audience, right? Number three is only deliver content that the audience wants, not the content that you want. So what do I mean by this? Well, I've seen loads of presentations, and you will have as well. You may well have delivered them, where you put things, oh, yeah, I want to tell them how great I am at that, and oh, yes, I need to tell them we've got this, and oh, yeah, I must mention I did that really well. So you chuck all this stuff into the presentation because it's all about you or your company. And the audience are thinking, well, that's okay, but why, do, why, why am I getting this? So every single slide should be relevant to your audience. It should engage them and educate them. And make them think, wow, this is really good stuff. Every single slide, that's a big challenge. Because in most presentations, it's a very small percentage of slides that are really relevant to the audience. Because there hasn't been enough thought given to the audience. So make those slides really work for you. Those, those messages really work for you. You've got to make sure that the content is only relevant for your audience. Right, number four. When you deliver, you don't want to be overwhelming. All right, you don't want to be arrogant, you don't want to be cocky, but you need to be confident and enthusiastic. You need to get the balance right between the two. And you might want to throw a little bit of sort of like passion in there as well, okay? It's a word that often is used when people are talking about presentations. But, you know, it really is important that you feel as though you are enjoying the presentation as well because that will rub off on your audience. If you enjoy it, they'll enjoy it. And if you can add, you know, and if you can add a bit of spontaneous entertainment in there, you know, a bit of humour that's not planned, you know, that sort of thing, that will also make it more interesting for your audience. So be confident, be enthusiastic, okay? And you're thinking, oh, well, I, I hate presenting, Trevor, I really hate presenting. Well, if that is you and you hate presenting, then, you know, there's a challenge for you personally, isn't it? Just think about the golden opportunity that presenting is. I mean, you know, it's the easiest thing to do is not to do it, isn't it? It's to avoid it. And then you're just with everybody else in the pack. So my challenge to you is if you don't enjoy presenting, then this is the year to change that around and get out there and enjoy presenting and think, like, come on, I can do this. Yeah? Get out your comfort zone. Put yourself on the spot. Do it. Because, if you know, let's face it, we're all having to do virtual meetings and virtual uh, demos and virtual sales pitches and uh, all that sort of stuff. So you've got to get used to it if you're going to, you know, be successful anyway. 
Right, that was tip number four. So let's just recap on those first four. Number one was keep the words off your slides, including the marketing template. Number two, use your voice, okay, to stand out and to engage your audience. Number three was only make sure that the content you're putting in there is relevant to your audience and they, you know, well, you're guessing that they'll want it. So if there's something in there that you think, well, that's more about me than them, drop it particularly about all the stuff about your company. That should be covered in the notes before you do the presentation, all right? And number four, be confident and enthusiastic and enjoy it. Right, number five is prepare well. Preparation. Again, in business, we tend to skirt around the edges sometimes. Oh, yeah, I can do that. I'll just wing it. Just give me the slides and off I'll go. You know, and you can tell when people do that. It's so they stand out like a sore thumb. They think they they don't stand out, but they do. You've all seen them. They, they, they're flicking around. They're, you know, if they're doing it in person, they're looking at the screen and they're surprised when the next slide comes up because they've no idea what it is. And also, if they're doing it virtually, they're fumbling with a kit. They don't know which button to press. They keep logging, logging out or whatever it is. So, if you, you know, with virtual presenting and indeed with presenting in person, one of the most important things is to get familiar with the kit. Understand what you're using, when you're going to use it, how you're going to use it. All that stuff is really, really important. And think about also with the preparation, the structure, the content and the flow of your presentation. That's really important because it has to feel seamless. You're in a sense, you are telling that story and you're taking your audience with you on a journey. And then right at the end, you're asking them to do something. So, you know, make sure it flows, okay? Too many presentations just have a slide. Oh, and there's another one. Oh, and there's another one. And what you can do, of course, is you can build in the transitions that make that happen as well, the electronic transitions. And as part of your preparation, you know, be a ruthless editor, you know, because there has you're going to have to knock out stuff, no doubt, okay? So preparation, really important. Make sure you understand how it all works. And the best way of doing that with a kit particularly is to practice. And again, you know, if you've listened to this podcast regularly, you'll hear me banging on about how we just don't practice enough in business, do we? We just get out there and we wing it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's okay. I don't need to practice. Oh, because we think practice is role play. And God, do we hate role play. Well, you know, practice is an important part of business success, I think. And I would always advise having two or three run-throughs of your presentation, whatever it is. And also put yourself in the feet of your audience, particularly if you're doing something like a sales picture or a product demo. Think about the questions they're going to ask you. Practice answering those questions. Okay, that's, you know, again, you don't want to be caught out by things. So, you know, the, the preparation bit, the practice bit, and what are the Big advantages of practicing is you've got a better chance of running on time. Because if you're delivering a 20-minute presentation in whatever format that is, your audience are expecting 20 minutes. And what I've noticed in the virtual world is that we're less tolerant of time running over because we may have sent out an invitation, as I do now. You know, if I say, right, I've got a 30-minute meeting with you. So if I was doing a presentation to you and it's 20 minutes and top and tail it, and I run on for 40 minutes, I've way over gone my 30 minutes thing, and you may well have gone off to another meeting. And I, I might not even know, you know, if there's more than one of you in the audience. So you've got to really, you know, in, in, a, in a venue situation, people get away with running over on time. It's not great. In fact, it's really not good at all. But they get away with it because the audience usually hang around. I mean, there are people who leave, but in the virtual world, Time, you know, I don't know, we have this, I think we've got more rigid about time. So 
You've got to practice. And the best way of running on time is to make sure that when you practice your presentation, whatever sort it is, you deliver it in practice in 80 to 85% of your allocated time. If you do 100% of your time, so in other words, if it's 20 minutes and you take 20 minutes in practice, you will run over because you'll be interrupted during the presentation. You might, uh, you know, you might answer a question during the presentation or you'll, you'll no doubt get into it and, f- and let it flow and add more stuff to it. So it will take longer than you think for real. So there we go. And then, so there we go. Number five was preparation. Number six was practice. That's it. Those are the six simple things that you can do in 2021 that will help you become a standout presenter, even maybe an awesome presenter as well. So I hope that's been useful for you today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, What choice are you going to make? That's the big question now, isn't it? Are you going to be staying where you are or are you going to make a big effort to become really awesome at presentations? I hope you choose the latter. Let me know how you get on. Okay, be really good to know that. So send me some feedback, you know, all that sort of stuff, whatever. Right. Well, it's nearly the end of the year and I've got one more podcast for you next week, which will be number 144 coming out on December the 21st. So just a few days before Christmas. I'm not doing a podcast between Christmas and New Year. Don't normally do that. Not doing it this year. So next week, I haven't quite decided what I'm going to do yet because I did a load of top tips for presenting in 2021. I may well do one around sales in 2021 or it might be a little look back on the year and a bit of a review of the best bits. I'm hankering towards offering you six things to ensure that in 2021 you become awesome at sales and not ordinary at sales as well. That's kind of where I think I'm going. All right, so there we go. Listen, thank you very Listen, Thanks very much for listening. <laughs> I've really enjoyed doing this podcast over the last, what will be three years in February. Blimey, where's the time gone? And thank you very much to the guests that have been on the show this year. I'll give them a shout out next week as well. But thanks very much to all the guests that have been on this year. It's been terrific having you on. And don't forget, if you are listening to this before 3.30 GMT on December the 16th, which is Wednesday, you could still join the webinar where I'm going to be sharing the top tips shared by some of the great guests that have been on the podcast this year. Okay, that's it from me. Thanks for listening. See you next week.